Put on your big Hollywood sunglasses and light the torch, because it's cellar time. Welcome to the Crack Cellar, as the prophecy was once saved by the ghost of Kiev. I'm Two-Spirit Penguin Daniel. And I'm not one of those pussy sh- soldiers on Snake Island. <laughs> <laughs> you forget to say your name. Oh yeah, broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> broadcaster, you know, there's a lot of a lot of changing going on in the world, you know. What do you think about Operation Moonfall? Is this part of Crater Earth? (laughs) (laughs) I take it you haven't seen Moonfall yet? No. So... Moonfall. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... You need to see it. And the reason I'm going to say that is... We've been talking about David Icke lately, you know. There's been some there's <laughs> As been... In just two minutes ago. <laughs> we brought up his name briefly. <laughs> and uh just let you know, my boy Ronald Emmerich has done a lot of disaster movies in his time, and most of them could be described as, you know, on the, the nor- hey. on the normie side of the force, you know, like uh digestible by the general population. Did he do the day before tomorrow? He did. He did dude, he did a lot a of That's a dope movie, dude. Dope I, movie. Fuck, man. Original Independence Day is still one of my favorite movies of all time. But uh I'll tell you right now, Moonfall. <laughs> I'm not going to tell I don't I'm not, I don't want to give any specifics. I already can tell it sucks. <laughs> I I love the movie, but oh, well, I I want to put it like this. The the storyline of Moonfall. I mean, okay, so you know by the title, it's about the moon falling. Sounds like you're running defense for this, not <laughs> offense. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the, well, so it's not a spoiler to say the movie is about the moon falling onto the earth. It's called Moonfall, right? So like, that's not a spoiler, I hope. Um, I just want to say that the plot behind the when and the why and the how that the moon is falling is something straight out of an Alex Jones slash David Icke fever dream. (laughs) And it is a, it is something that I could not believe I was watching on like a, in a movie theater on like a mainstream production company. It was uh, quite astonishing to see. Good. That's the type of stuff we need to see more. Yeah, original ideas. <laughs> it, it'll it's a it's a total trip, but yeah, definitely check that one out. Uh, What's it on? It's on the theaters. What? Yeah. It's oh wow. Yeah. Yep, dude. Times are going back to normal, dude. Yep, that's the it's the first movie I saw in the theaters since uh, was it Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, since Rise of Skywalker. God. Rest in pepperonis. <laughs> Oh my god. Hmm. So what do you think about the uh the video game industry jumping on the bandwagon of kicking Russia out? <laughs> I thought that was really petty. It's like, do you think Putin's playing Call of Duty right now, you assholes? It's a bunch of 13-year-old kids you're punishing. 
Oh yeah, but that's the whole point, right? Yeah, yeah. To get the it's get the public turn against him. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a solid move. If I was the chess player playing against him, dude, it's something I'd do. No <laughs> doubt, <laughs> no doubt about it. If I had, if I had my tendrils, you know, in the gaming and all the industries, dude, I push all my power, press yeah. against him hard. Yeah, and then uh, fucking homeboy Elon Musk. Did you see his response to that shit? <laughs> no. What? Oh man, he he's just like, uh, sorry guys, but I will not be kicking uh, Russia off of my platform unless you come into my home and put a gun to my head. Sorry, I'm a free speech absolutist. Probably one of the greatest tweets of all time. I think Elon's one of the only real people left on this on this planet. The dude is quickly becoming a legend. <laughs> he's a boom. He's like a boomer that understands memes. Yeah, this 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 makes him the next avatar of Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's also been like feeding like some like Metal Gear Solid style like intel to Ukraine about how to use the Starlink satellite system. <laughs> he's like giving them like all these like espionage tips like you know put it far away from your home put it far away from people use camouflage use this type of camouflage do it at this time of the day and all the shit and i'm just like thinking snake are you there snake can you hear me snake man it's kind of crazy like no one gives a fuck about all the things we love to do right now because people are dying in Ukraine. Mm. You're it's right. It's fucked up, man. I want Halo Infinite to work. <laughs> okay, dude? Is that too much to fucking ask? <laughs> it's the year 2022. I thought we were beyond putting humans above video games. thought that was a relic of the past. Fucking delaying co-op campaign again. Telling you, man, it's vaporware. Been telling you from the beginning, <laughs> they're gonna keep delaying it, and then one day they're gonna be like, "Well, after careful consideration, we've decided to cancel this." But don't worry, we're gonna give you a free battle pass that has some rare weapon skins. <laughs> yeah. Please look forward to it. <laughs> it did an update yesterday or today. It was uh. Season two update. So in two months, we're going to get two maps and a couple more game modes. Isn't one of the modes an old one? (laughs) Two of them are old ones, I think. There's one new one, though, right? Yeah. The Spartan, Last Spartan Standing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of sounds Battle Royale to me. So I'm hoping that that's on a big map with a lot of players. Who fucking knows? I'm so disappointed. When they said two maps, I was... Why isn't every map? Like, why don't you just take every map from one, two, three, four, five, ODST, uh, fuck Halo Wars. Let's bring some Halo Wars shit into... It's just textures. Like, it's it's not hard to translate these maps. I think the more and more, as time goes on, this whole, like, we've been working on six years thing, which sounds... Like something we've heard time and time again, 
It's the same bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. I think they were working on it. I think they actually were working on a Battle Royale. I think that's what they were working on for six years. Something totally different on a different engine or whatever it was. Some super altered version of the engine they got from Halo 5 or whatever they built. And it didn't work. It sucked. Brought Joe Staten in. He's like, this is not workable. And then they just took Halo 5 and they molded it into Halo Infinite. And they said, mm-hmm. this is what we've been working on six years. <laughs> they tried to sell it. Yeah. Yeah, well, the good thing with Halo Infinite is that like time can really do it a lot of favors because it's For not sure. it's not like the game itself is broken. It's the content that's broken. And content can be added to a well-built game and you know, I think the game's well-built. Like I never have problems. I know some people do. Like I there's one guy we play with that like crashes all the time and I'm just like I'm not sure if it's his machine or what. But I've been playing Halo Infinite now for like six months or however long it's been since it came out. I have only crashed one time in that entire time. Like, the game runs really well, even on my old shitty 1070. Like, it it runs really decently. So, to me, I think the bones are good with Halo Infinite. We just need to build some muscle. Not like a fucking communist. The well, bones are good. We we'll just need to feed the workers a little bit more. Speaking of communism, broadcaster, there is a legendary movie that has fallen down from heaven to guide us to after Yang. Are you ready to get to our preview of After Yang? After Yang sounds like what China will refer to uh, of everything after they took over the world. They're like, A-Y, after Yang, <laughs> everything. And then there's before Yang, which is like, you know, the savagery of America. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, I like it. To me, though, what it sounds like, is like, uh, you've seen Old Boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen both. Uh, so, uh, to me, after Yang sounds like it's the spinoff of Old Boy that follows the daughter before he comes and, you know, things happen. Interesting. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a yes. Come on, Yang. Come on, boy. Come on. <laughs> Don't you listen, boy? No, dude. His Chinese, his CCP software is updating. (laughs) Has this happened before? Oh, God, it's a Sundance movie. I'm out. Is that that, uh, Clifton Collins Jr. right there? Is that my boy Clifton Collins? It is an interior core problem. An interior core problem. To break open the core. Oh, that was we the cook from the Sopranos. Some bots are equipped. Oh, dude, are you? Wait a minute, it was? Yeah, the bald guy. Been, that was him. Forget his name, but yeah, the chef. I wish I had a real memory. What do you mean? What the hell is this movie? Did you only want to be human? That's such a human thing to ask, isn't it? 
<laughs> this reminds me of like a car commercial where you're not <laughs> quite sure what's going on. You're like, ah, oh, it's a car commercial. Here we go. <laughs> like, I, I could definitely see a Lexus coming by at the end of this commercial. <laughs> Tied. I want him back too. I just need a little more time. What the fuck? From Wakanda Films? Is that what I just saw? Dude. Kagonada. Kagonada. Colin Farrell's going mad. He's like, all this diversity is making me go mad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm white, but I don't have one white kid. <laughs> um, so a lot of lot of questions for that trailer. Um, <laughs> where to begin? Uh, first of all, why is Lily White Penguin the new Penguin? You know, Colin Farrell, Lily White, Colin Farrell with a, a brave Wakandan warrior woman. How did those two produce and? Asian daughter. Well, clearly this is a WEF film, dude. This is a World Economic Forum film where uh, they don't, <laughs> they don't, you know, you don't have children anymore. They give you children. They issue you. The state. Oh, this is like children, this is like the giver. Okay. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a good one. I even do that. That's a good connection. There. Yeah. Okay. So they're get, they're assigned kids. And then they get a robot assigned that shares the same ethnicity as the assigned kid. Is that what we're going with? I think the are all they're all she uh, Z is it Z she she <laughs> I, I, I think they're all Ping clones, dude. <laughs> State surveillance perfected, dude. Well, they're all uh, young she <laughs> clones. At the beginning of that uh, trailer where it shows, like, the robots OS rebooting, that did have, you know, the same color scheme as Winnie the Pooh, so I see Damn, connections. Dude. I see connections. You're going to get fucking disappeared <laughs> for that statement. <laughs> They're going to throw me in the gulag with all the Taiwanese. <laughs> Dang, dude, that's so topical. Mm. So, uh... This movie didn't How long look do you very think exciting. Taiwan's going to be around for? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. You know, <laughs> the prospects of Taiwan being stomped by Winnie the Pooh do seem a little bit more interesting than this trailer was. Might make for a better, better episode. Taiwanese people aren't laughing at that joke, dude. No, nah, man. It's very. They definitely sense. aren't. It's weird well, though. That, you know, it's weird though that Taiwan named itself the. Re- the Republic of China. It's like, what? Like, if you want to separate from China, why do you have China in your official name? It's a little weird. But I'm guessing it's some, like, sort of, like, ancient, like, blood feud. Like, the Taiwanese think they're the real Chinese, but they don't like the current China. So they're like, fuck you, we're not Chinese, but we are China, but we're not in China. Like, <laughs> I that's, don't know. That's what's up. That's what's up, dude. Those are, those are patriots. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm going to say... you have to carry the flag, you know? (laughs) Back to after Yang. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say it's a real bad sign when a third of your trailer is, like, quotes from paid reviewers 
that just got jerked off at Sundance Festival. <laughs> like by Colin Farrell. <laughs> Fun <laughs> fact: Carl, Colin Farrell almost got uh, Boogie Nights instead of Marky Mark. <laughs> wow, that would what a timeline shift that would have been. Oh, what was his star name? Dick Dirk Dirk Diggler. Diggler. (laughs) Colin Farrell could have been Dirk Diggler. You think Mark Wahlberg, like after that movie came out, like every girl he met, he just like look at him and be like, "It's real. It wasn't a prosthetic. It's real. (laughs) It's real." Your star, <laughs> and he's just praying that they say prove it. <laughs> he's just praying. He's like, sure, I'll prove it in the bathroom, but I'm gonna turn the lights out, and <laughs> you'll feel it though. Trust me, <laughs> you'll feel it. <laughs> uh, so, so this trailer kind of reminds me of like an artsy fartsy version of uh, the AI movie that C- Steven Spielberg made back, like. Was that like 2002? It was a long time ago. Ta- no, it wasn't that long. You're talking it about- was. Oh, oh you are talking about AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah Steven, that had, it, it had Law in it, right? It had the kid from uh, fucking Sixth Sense. Yep. And yeah. Jude Law, right? He was the robot that... Uh, yeah, I think so. That followed him around for a while. It kind of like, gave me I that know. vibe, but like much in a much like lesser and much more woke way <laughs> uh <laughs> i'm i'm struggling to find anything positive to say about that trailer i guess that the uh the guy from I mean, sopranos being in it was cool yeah that was pretty dope that was a good catch there is it, yeah That's it was cool. it was a side but like he has that same unmistakable stash that like weird little goomba stash you can see that shit from orbit man it's hard to miss Ah, such a good word (laughs) goomba (laughs) and we're allowed to be racist against italians because they're white so we're free we're we are not getting canceled (laughs) and we're hell irish so you get made fun of all the time for these fucking fucks so You know, I like Colin Farrell. Wops. <laughs> I like Colin Farrell, but I'm not sure that even he can save this movie from just being. I feel like this could be like one of the most boring movies of all time, based on the trailer. Like, it really looks Whoa. like nothing happens in it. All right, I'm, not, I'm just gonna say it. It oh. looks like sh- it just looks like shit. All yeah. right, this looks like woke garbage. Who knows? Maybe it will be good. The movie was, like I said when we were watching it, it reminded me of a car commercial. Like, you just Mm -hmm. didn't know what the fuck was going on. So maybe when the movie comes out, and you do know what's going on, if it's capable of telling you something coherently, it might be good. But visually, it looks like woke garbage. You got a shaved black woman for a mother. You got Colin Farrell, a white dude, and two Asian kids. Question mark? Also, if you look at the like the symbology in the poster, you know, like 
the woman, the mother's looking directly at the husband. The husband's looking directly down, disappointed, like he's done something <laughs> wrong. You know, the fucking autistic Asian boy who's a robot's just looking off in the distance, going zero one 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 zero 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 one, and the daughter's just like, "How did I get here?" <laughs> so, I don't know. Just I see that shit, and I'm just like, "Well, it wasn't necessary," and I'm already put off by it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just make it a black family. Just make it an Asian family, right? Like, wh- what? Like, who cares? <laughs> like, it, you. <laughs> well, it's like, so yeah, like it's either <laughs> like what we talked about, where it's like the giver, and it's like the far future where people are just assigned children that aren't theirs. Yeah, or and they should convey that in the trailer because then yeah. it would make sense. It right? would, and yeah. the whole family would make sense. Or maybe they adopted, but. I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I don't understand why everything has to be like this now. Like, there's just always this weird, like, cognitive dissonance thing with all current content being made where you just, you're expected to just believe shit that isn't possible to be real. Like, we live in fairy tale land now where, like, a black and a white person can make a green, a green kid or something. It's just like, we're supposed to just buy that shit at face value. I don't know. Oh, we're all we're it's not just that though it's like we're supposed to be told that you know we're expected to be like black people like what this white people stuff or white people like this black people stuff or asian people like this black people stuff it's like no they don't and it's weird when they show up and they clearly <laughs> would never want to be here other than the paycheck you're just like well it's it's my time to shine because they want to hire black people for this for some reason or asian people for this for some reason it's just, yeah. Well, you'll. I'll talk about it in the review coming up because there's just like some moments where it's just like, holy shit! Mm, <laughs> like, I, oh, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That's a, a good relate there. A little similar, you know. Uh, and I think Woody Harrelson would be very happy for us to compare him to Colin Farrell at this point of his career. So, no, yeah. Well, Woody's seen, you know. Seen better days, but you know he's aged like a man that drinks a lot of whiskey. I respect that, <laughs> dude. Let's take a moment of silence for the fact that he got to play with Alexandria Daddario's titties. All right? Yeah, well, salute, <laughs> salute. <laughs> Uh, so, so what do you think this movie's about? I mean, what we see in the trailer is that the robot breaks and then like Colin Farrell is guilted about fixing the robot. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to fix the robot. And then like, he goes on some adventure to fix the robot and runs into problems. And that's it. What do you think's actually going to happen? Like, it's like, oh, the computer, the computer wants to be a real boy. You really think that's all this movie is? Cause if it is, I swear. I'm yeah, gonna of course it. it is, dude. <laughs> Damn it, dude. Because that's exactly what it is. It's story vomit. It's a copy of a dude, Trent Reznor. Copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, dude. How many times are we gonna get that storyline, dude? The the unique factor, the uniqueness to this particular media, like a movie, is that the writer slash director thinks that their idea is original enough for people. To not think it's that classic (laughs) storyline, you know? 
Yeah. It's just garbage. Who knows? It could be great. I'm just being pessimistic. Yeah. Well, cinematography looks good. I'll tell you that. The lighting and everything looks amazing. I, feel I always like, like I always like seeing movies that appreciate like angles and you know actually like the actual scene telling a story more than the dialogue, you know. And I can see that uh after Yang might be a movie like that. Yeah, it's I mean the production values are good for an indie movie, but it looks very sterile. It mm-hmm. it reminds mm-hmm. me there was this sci-fi show that came out on Hulu a couple years ago called Devs. And it had the exact same sort of production quality. It was very clean, glossy, and sterile. It reminded me a lot of that. Dystopian. But I guarantee you Devs is way better than whatever this is going to end up being. And I don't, I don't even think <laughs> Devs was that great. I think it was like an okay show. But like, I really am not psyched to see the 17th ripoff of Isaac Asimov's book or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> that guy wrote a book about a robot wanting to be a real boy and like a billion people just copied it. It's just like, fuck, dude. How yeah. about we we come up with an idea of our own people? Because that's hard. <laughs> that's what that's what they call work. Mm. And uh there's not a lot of people that want to do work nowadays. Oh, yeah. I think that's just the byproduct technology, though, you know? We want, want, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as the great J.R.R. Tolkien once wrote, <laughs> evil cannot create. It can only corrupt. All right, dude. You read that <laughs> Facebook comment section, dude? It wasn't Facebook. It was YouTube, bruh. All right, boomer. Bro, get the fuck. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm, I'm only boomer adjacent, okay? <laughs> boomer adjacent. <laughs> like the original Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> God damn it, you're right. I'm a boomer. Okay. <laughs> All right, broadcaster. You know, as we as you know here on the crack cellar, we love to come up with crackpot theories on our previews. And to come up with the most wacky possible direction, a movie or TV show or game or anime or what the fuck ever can go, broadcaster. So I want to hear your crackpot prediction for After Yang. Listen, kids. Every, uh, every man's life, you get to a point where you get in trouble with some bad, bad men. You owe them a lot of money. And, uh... If you don't... Then, uh... If you don't pay them back, that is. <laughs> they kill your family. Your kids, your wife. <laughs> and then you have to, uh... Well... You have to adopt. You don't always get what you want when you adopt. You know, <laughs> so you get called <laughs> integrating. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> got Colin Farrell integrating into a very diverse family that had just recently lost their father, a strong, strong black man. 
who was working at Apple. But he, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say he jumped off the factory nets, but that's Foxconn, not Apple. <laughs> Started losing it. Uh, it's the, the, the. But he ate it. It's the bad okay. ending with the Foxconn suicide. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Black Monday at Foxconn. Well, children. My tale is a little darker. I believe Colin Farrell will get in his car because he woke up and got himself a gun. He's going to drive down the street looking at the scenic views of New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to arrive in an Italian bodega. And he's going to find the chef from Sopranos. He's going to say, hey, fix my robot. <laughs> He's going to be like, hey, why do you say that to me? And uh, Colin Farrell's going to pull out a pistol and be like, bitch, did I stutter? He's going to fix the robot. He's going to take the robot back home. The robot's going to be like, but I'm the dad. And then he's going to murder Colin Farrell. And he's going to say, this was justice because you're white privilege. He's then going to walk down the hall of the house. He's going to walk into the bedroom and just start plowing the strong Wakandan wife. But it's going to be dark, so she's not going to know it's him. She's going to think it's Colin Farrell. But she's going to be like, man, Colin Farrell is hitting the G-spot a little better than usual. <laughs> You know, she's going to, she's going to, she's going to, you know, she's going to climax a few times and be like, wow, that was great. She's going to turn the light on and she's going to see, you know, strong Z ping. And she's going to be like, what happened to my husband? And he's going to look at her dead in the eyes and be like, look into my eyes. I'm the husband now. He's going to bitch slap her. He's going to walk out of the room. He's going to go to the daughter's room and he's going to look at her and say, I'm your daddy now. And she's going to walk right up to him. Then look at the corpse of Colin Farrell in the hallway. Then look at her new daddy again and be like, yeah, that guy's a chud. Then the credits roll. But wait, there's a post credit scene where Winnie the Pooh shows up to clean up the blood splatter. And that's it. Seven out of ten. Six out of ten. Here's a better idea. (laughs) You already gave your idea, motherfucker. What if this is actually a sequel to Total Recall? (laughs) Think about it. Mm. He's been in the machine this whole time. What if it's a sequel to The Sixth Day? What? With Arnold Schwarzenegger? (laughs) Yes. What if Total Recall was a fake memory from The Sixth Day? Well, I think Sixth Day is poor man's Total Recall. So (laughs) uh, what you just said kind of offended me. And uh, (laughs) we'll leave it at that. All right, broadcaster. Are you ready to get to our review of Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Oh boy.
And we're back with our review of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And the creator of this movie-going experience describes it as the following. Eddie Brock attempts to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, who becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage and escapes prison after a failed execution. Uh, short and to the point, much like this movie's plot, broadcaster. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> oh, man, you know, I really, I don't hate this movie, but it, it depresses me a little bit, because Carnage is one of my favorite, well, first of all, he's my favorite character in the Spider-Man universe, period. He's one of my favorite Marvel villains of all time. Like, he's up there, for me, he's up there with, like, Mr. Sinister, Apocalypse, Doctor Doom. And this movie kind of treats him like a side character. Like, it, uh, there's no gravity, you know what I mean? Like, you'd think, and maybe it's just I give Carnage more gravity than the average Marvel fan does. But I expected a little more gravitas from Carnage. I expected... The, the one thing I will say I liked is that they made Carnage very adversarial to Cletus, which I'm glad they did that because I was really afraid they were going to make Carnage like the symbiote Carnage, like a little punk pushover bitch. They kind of gave him his attitude, his edge, but still, it just felt like a sideshow a little bit, this movie. Yeah, well, I think that's just Sony. Not being that I don't know how they are able to handle those characters with how fractured the IP, the original IP is. Yeah, you know, not being able to use Spider-Man or other villains or other sub characters. You have to make a whole movie about Venom, who is a villain best, himself, at best an anti-hero after. Decades, yeah, yeah, of he storytelling. He became you know? an anti-hero, yeah, way later. Yeah, <laughs> way it's like later. you can't introduce him like that and expect people to like you know existing fans to a like him or b new people understand what the fuck's going on. So yeah, uh, it this movie's just it's hard to like be able to see any character get its real justice, you know. But I loved, uh. The CGI, I liked. Oh yeah, the effects how... were great. I, I I just feel like the movie was rushed. Like the whole story felt really rushed. Like getting bit, getting the symbiote inside of him. The next day when he's getting the lethal injection, I rolled my eyes he... at that. By the way, yeah, that that was... that was really like I like I know what they're doing. That what they wanted to do is make it as close as to the comic book as they possibly could. So like they did all the things that they could do, but they knew because they can't throw Eddie Brock into jail randomly and make him fucking uh, Cletus's cellmate. Like that would just be too abrupt from the end of the first Venom movie. It makes absolutely no sense. So they do this thing where he they he interviews him and then fucking Cletus bites him and gets the symbiote. Instead, well, the of, funny like, thing just, is, uh, they kind of had the the makeup to do that because the the detective, you know, was kind of like 
starting to think that he was murdering all those people that were disappearing and stuff like that because of venom or whatever. And so he could have actually been thrown in jail if they tweaked the story a little bit. And, and well, they could have things happened before others. Yeah. So and like so, that would have actually they, been a much better idea. You're right about that. But then they would have had to make the movie like three hours. I don't think they were willing to do that. Yeah. it actually in a, world that's always in the norm is to have two hour movies now it was actually surprising to see this was an hour and a half movie yeah yeah it, it with was, with extra credits it yeah it was it was really short and i don't think being short is necessarily bad i just i don't there was a lot of a lot of fat there was like there wasn't a lot of meat on the bones and there was a lot of fat that could have easily yeah. been cut like, the whole like side story, like I don't know why they shoot horned in the ex-wife and the husband. Oh, that I seemed know, really dude. dumb. That was the worst part of the movie, straight up. It made it seemed really strong-armed in, like she like was sucking some some dude's dick, and they met make sure she was in. To me, she's it, hot as hell. Sorry, don't mean to Michelle Williams. Yeah, she's. I don't mean to belittle your acting ability or your your servicing. she's aging pretty well yeah aging Uh, how old is she oh she's she's pretty old man she's way older than i am what yeah she's she's gotta be late 40s i think she's at least 10 years older than me i'm i I think she's kate beckinsdale's age i think i'd say she's probably like 48 or 49 or 47 maybe i think i I think so disparage kate beckinsale but she looks way better for her age than Kate. Really? Well, okay. I think. You know Kate what? We'll have to agree. Surgery. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one. But <laughs> anyways, <you know> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, my point was that I believe that they did that because they heard about Thor: Love and Thunder, and they're like, "Wait a second, maybe we can position her to become She Venom." And oh. What's, what's this? The Bride of Venom? <laughs> God, the br- <laughs> you know that's what's going that's on. That's real, here, though. Man. That's real. It know. is real, but it's just like, it's so... The, doing it right now at this time uh, in the, the cultural war that is raging, it just feels a little like ham fisted. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we're bringing, uh, you know, we're bringing Natalie Portman to do fucking female Thor. Why don't we do fucking Bride of Chucky? Oh, I mean, the br- <laughs> Bride <Yeah>. of Venom. <laughs> How many brides are there, broadcaster? Uh, oh, I just want one. Mm-hmm. Her name's Scarlet. <laughs> if you're listening, he's, his phone number is 555. Five, five. Ah, man. I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It wasn't a bad, it wasn't know, a bad movie. It's just like... What is it about this movie, man? Because uh, there's certain parts of this movie I really liked and really got into. But like when it was all said and done, I just had this weird kind of feeling in my stomach about this movie. Like it was it's like, oh, uh. this was the I finally got a carnage movie. It's all this. You know what? 
you know from you know knowing me as well as you do that I've been bitching about not having a Gambit movie or just Gambit in any X-Men or any Marvel I don't give a fuck like where the fuck's Gambit Carnage is basically number two on my list behind Gambit so I was really fucking excited for this movie and they did a great job with Carnage uh motherfucking Woody Harrelson is my dream casting for Cletus Cassidy, the fucking natural born killer himself. It's a match made in heaven. I should have loved this movie. I, I really want to love this movie, but I just have this fucking like weird, just like there should have been more. It could have been more. It's like, there's something missing. It almost feels like this movie had like 45 minutes more to it that they cut out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like one day in the future, we're going to find out like, oh, they shot a three hour movie. They cut half of it out. Like, I feel like we're going to find that out someday. I mean, that would be unnecessary. (laughs) This isn't Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, but I did get the the reshoots vibe from this movie. Did you like I just felt like there's certain abrupt shifts in the movie where it's just like this feels like a re like a reshoot. Like there's a I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm so jaded from all the reshoots. We're about to watch fucking in the mouth of madness five with fucking Doctor Strange. And that movie apparently was completely reshot (laughs) like the entire fucking movie, according to Evil Dead. Uh, fucking, what's his name? The guy from Evil Dead, uh, works with Sam Raimi on everything he does. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell did an interview where he said Doctor Strange 2 was almost entirely reshot. What the fuck? (laughs) Is this just happening all the time, but it only gets leaked sometimes when people care enough to leak it? Like, really, no one, there was no buzz for this movie. Like, no one gives a fuck about Venom. Most people think it's a joke. Like, it's not It's not going to do well. It's like, that's not a real Marvel movie. Sony's doing it. There's no Spider-Man. There's no respect, and there never will be. So just people don't care, so no one knows that they did a bunch of reshoots. And we're only finding out about big movies because people care about big movies. So you'll get a C-tier character actor like Bruce Campbell. He wants some attention, so he'll come out in an interview and be like, Oh, yeah, I know, I know Sam Raimi. I work on this shit, you know. Got fucking reshot the whole fucking movie. Oh, reshot the whole fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just a miasma that covers the whole land. People are choking on it. Can't make good stuff. Unfortunately. I think there's That's- just a, a lot more like revisionism. Uh, against like a creator's vision, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like back in the day, people were allowed to create their their thing, warts and all, whatever it ends up being. Like, it's raw. Like, it it just it like think about the TV series made by our boy David Lynch called Twin Peaks. Imagine if that show was being made today. All of the notes, the quote unquote notes he would get from the fucking executives at the top of the company being like uh, uh bro <laughs> you know that talking tree <laughs> um we're gonna cut that okay okay like i i just feel like now there's so much like 
control by people that think they know better that just want to sanitize everything because that's what it truly feels like. It feels like everything has this thick layer of hand sanitizer on it. Brought to you by Purell. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of it's that. I think a lot of the people that get hired to do the writing and the overall directing for these these movies are, well, to be totally straight up, just have no business doing it, you know? They they meet like some type of equity equation, you know, where they you know they're the right color or the right gender for the job, and it's not really about can they write a good story about this particular subject, or do they even care about the original IP if what they're doing is based on something like that? I think that's a, a, what a lot of it has to do with. Yeah. I think that's literally the core of the issue. And then you go into PR scandals, you know, where people go on Twitter and they're like, just got hired to do Ghostbusters, can't wait to shit on the fans, and, you know, blah, 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 and a gist, you know, and then they have to, like, quietly fire them, like, two months down the road, and you know, and it's just downhill from there. It seems to happen time and time again. Yeah, I think I think the industry just suffers from that. That's really it. Yeah, it's a cancer. It is. It we must remove is. it. We must strike it. Strike uh, it down. Yep. All right. Well, oh, what was your favorite part of the movie? I'm guessing your favorite part was the fight at the end, right? I think all my favorite parts were the CGI fights. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the prison scene was super dope. Yeah. I liked... Yeah, I I liked every every scene in the movie with Carnage in it. And I just about hated every scene without him in it. And I liked the first Venom movie, so it's not just me being like, I only like Carnage. Because I like the first Venom movie. It's just that the scenes without Woody and without Carnage in this movie are all kind of, like, pedantic. Yeah, well, Eddie Brock and Venom's relationship is dumb. I thought the one funny part for me <laughs> to me with Venom and Eddie was when they were with the shopkeeper earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they're like, whoa. What are we gonna have to do here or whatever? I was like, oh, that seemed kind of sexual. <laughs> just like a Brazers logo, just slap it on the screen. <laughs> There's like, oh, we don't have any chocolate. What do you mean? You know, like, well, we have to work something else out here. <laughs> She's like, well, what do you mean something else? <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are a few good scenes, I guess. That one was good. I liked actually. You know what? I liked all the scenes with Miss Chen too, because then like when they're looking for Venom. Most of the part where they're looking for Venom, quote-unquote, is pretty boring and stupid. But the part at the very end when they find him and he's in Miss Chen, I like that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, other than what's-her-name's husband being there. I was, 
Yeah, that guy, that guy dude, that guy should, if you're going to do anything to this movie, fucking cut his ass big time. That guy Was sucked. he in the first one? Hell no. What was he doing in this movie? He was just there it. to be he Eddie Brock's sexual nemesis. That's so all. If he got eaten. Yeah. If he got eaten like on screen, then it would have been funny. It would have been super funny that he got introduced just to get eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the movie the movie ends with Carnage being I guess killed. <laughs> he gets eaten by Venom again. But apparently Carnage procreated and it, the seed made it to fucking Woody Harrelson's woke Wakandan wife. And that's the very end. It shows, well, I mean, they don't confirm it, but they show her eyes glow and Carnage's offspring. They're real. I don't. Carnage has Carnage has offspring. But it's like way later on down the road. I mean, they just introduced Carnage to kill him off. Yeah, it, I, that's the thing. It's just like, w- dude, Carnage should have been a three movie arc. Like th- he should have not just been one movie. And, but he could still be alive too because the, you know, the end credits scene. Yeah. Well, I just gotta say, Naomi Harris is the worst Shriek of all time. I really, really am bitter about her being Shriek. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Am I getting too old for this shit? <laughs> no, it's just a really shitty movie. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. Venom 1 was better. I'm going to say it. Said it. I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. Like... I don't understand why you would kill Carnage that quickly and then bring Toxin in. Like, you're going to imply... Like, there's no way that you can walk around that without thinking that is Carnage's offspring with the way it all played out. It's like, really? You, like, gave Carnage one movie and you went straight to Toxin for Venom 3? Like, on one hand, I like it when, when shit gets to the point, and I think Walking Dead is an example of shows that fail because they don't get to the point and they dwell too long. I think they dwelled way too long on Negan, and it ruined one of the greatest arcs. It could have been. I think the Negan arc in Walking Dead could have been one of the greatest arcs in television history, but because they did what they did and they stretched it into, like, four fucking seasons, it it ruined it. So I do see, like, a, a benefit and just getting to the point and busting through it. But I just firmly believe Carnage deserved more than this. What do you think? Oh, for sure. I mean, Carnage has some of the coolest, like, you know, alien takeover type comics in Marvel. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like a whole run where he takes over a farm town. And <laughs> yes. there's like, like there's like he has a cheat. He has like an infected cheetah. Like all these types of zoo animals and farm animals. They're just like roaming the land. So when I think uh, Spider Man and Anti Venom show up, 
And, you know, this goes into, like, how much of a character our character story Eddie Brock has, you know, with Venom, anti-Venom is like a totally different offshoot where his legs are broken and he has this armor and uh, Venom wraps around that armor or it's a different symbiote. I forget what it was, but nonetheless, underneath it, Eddie Brock's crippled. And, uh, they both show up in this village and I think Spider-Man gets his ass beat and like, uh, like somehow gets disabled. I forget like Spider-Man can't do anything anymore and it's all on anti-venom to do it. And he fails. And then like the government has like this anti symbiote squad, you know, where it's pretty much government issued symbiotes to these people and they go in and try to take out the evil symbiotes and, it's pretty dope. It's a dope ass comic. The art was super cool. Yeah, it's you know? way better than this movie. Yeah, it's way better than this movie. And that's just one comic with Carnage. Yeah. You know, there's another one where he's like, he lures these FBI, this FBI team into a mine. That's pretty dope. <laughs> Fucking, like, there's, <laughs> there's so many cool things. The fact that, like, this movie happened and he's already dead, supposedly, just kind of just, it just illustrates such incompetence with the the IP, the material they've been given, and just their overall creativity. You know, it's just like, really? Like, this was supposed to pump people up for the Venom universe or the idea that you're building something that will slowly connect to Spider-Man's universe or whatever, and you just took out essentially one of venom and spider-man's biggest enemies yeah it's retarded. You already killed mysterio you know i haven't watched uh far from home or whatever yet so i don't neither know if i neither show I, up yet so, and i don't yeah. know which ones die necessarily so mm-hmm. but i'm sure some do and i'm sure you know other things happen but nonetheless it's just i'll be so seems kind of dumb and it makes me really worried for other comic movies going mm-hmm. forward like are they just going to do doom like this too is dr doom just going to yep. show up and die in the Exa- same fucking movie exactly <laughs> dude yeah I, I would be afraid too man this is a fucking wake-up call i think to people be careful what you wish for and i'll just say right now that i think that uh the woke washing of shriek is one of the worst woke washing events i've ever beholden with these eyes I'm telling you, yeah. this was well, that's one of the, the worst. Like there have been a lot of a lot of these happening lately. Some of them are worse than others. I believe this is the worst. She, she Naomi Harris was so fucking bad as Shriek. It was like it, the polar opposite of Shriek. Visually, uh, just the the way that her mannerisms there was nothing about her that was shriek and her chemistry with carnage or with cletus cassidy was non-existent it was so bad oh my god like this it's unforgivable man and i like naomi harris as an actor too i i like her and other shit this was not it she should not have taken this role they should not have cast her for this role this was a huge 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 mistake I like how they uh, changed his hair for this movie, too. Do you remember the after credit scene in the original Venom? Where 
Cletus was in it, and mm-hmm. he had like curly red hair. Yeah, was abruptly had short straight hair in this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> I noticed that too. Yeah, I wonder what that was about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This goes. I think it furthers your point you were talking about earlier, where like people are just always constricting somebody's idea nowadays in the in the medium. You know, they just they just won't let you have your your story. They have to change it somehow, you know? Like, well, he looks too much like a serial killer with the curly red hair, you know? How about we straighten it out? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, as, as an example, like, with Zoe Kravitz and Cat, as Catwoman in this new Batman that I haven't seen yet, I don't know because I haven't seen the movie yet, but I expect that that isn't going to be nearly as bad as what they did to Shriek. Just based on the trailer alone. So I don't think it's always bad. It's just like you got to pick your spots and you got to do it with the right people. Okay, (laughs) like just this was an example of the worst way to do it, the most jarring way to do it. I, I was watching that movie and it was so hard for me to identify her as Shriek as I was watching this movie. It's like I'm always thinking in my head, like, who the fuck is this person again? Yeah. Like, what? It's funny because I don't even know really who Shriek was. Like you kept on saying it, and then eventually she popped in my head, and I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. that's who that's supposed to be." <laughs> that whole movie, I didn't realize that was Shriek. <laughs> uh, Thought she was just some made-up character. I'm not the biggest fan of Cletus Casting. The only two runs I own, like I just spoke of, mm-hmm. she's nowhere to be found. So no, I, I had no idea of this this connection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway <laughs> I don't mean to dwell on this too much. I was just it just really annoyed the fuck out of me. So, what are you gonna do? Subpar movies, you know, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's just not a lot to talk about. It's a pretty fast movie, you know. The pretty much the storyline was shallow, like we've spoken about. The characters, or the actors, as I should say specifically, were. I mean, what's his name? Is Eddie Brock? Uh, um, I forget his name. Um, Tom Hardy. He's a great actor. I don't think he did too much wrong, but that accent is terrible. And I'm also a firm believer that you know the actor can only do so much with you know what he's hired to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying his performance as Tom Hardy is what brought the movie down. But I think the character Tom Hardy they built for this movie is terrible. That accent is bad. His dialogue with Venom is bad. Um, Venom himself in his dialogue is bad. Um, So bad. The CGI is actually pretty good. It improved a lot from the first movie, too. Especially around the chin, where they define his his chin. It made it a lot more broad and not so sharp and Mm -hmm. weird-looking, you know? So... I thought that was cool. Pretty much all the CGI was my favorite part of the movie where Venom came out and was like hopping in between. <laughs> that was actually my favorite part of the movie is when uh, Eddie and uh, Venom broke up for a minute and he just was going like from stranger to stranger, yeah. like doing whatever the fuck he wanted. And that like la- that poor lady on the bike was just like fucking having a seizure while <laughs> Venom was <laughs> on her back. And she's just like the, 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 
the end of the scene is just her like with a tendril on her back freaking out as she's screaming down the road and then just ends. It's like, okay, well, I wonder what happened to that lady. And then yep. the next scene is like this kid who has like black veins in his eyes and he's like throwing up and he just falls on the ground and venom just pops out of him. And he's just like, all right, well that one didn't take it. And it's like, was that kid dead? He's fucking, what are you doing? dude? So that was pretty funny. I thought that was probably one of the most organically funny parts of the movie, to be honest. Yeah. It's weird, but like the, the best parts with venom in this movie are without Tom Hardy, without Eddie Brock. Yeah. Yeah, it's when well, he's when he's on his little rebellion streak by himself. Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's a it's both. You know, like the end of Venom's little personal journey was pretty fucking cringe, if you ask me. When he goes to that little underground rave, oh uh, yeah. Like, you know, it's things like these where I don't know how I feel about them because it's like, for one. You're what you're talking about is just pretty cringe, but at the same time, I you might be making you're kind of making fun of it, you know. That's what I was getting out of it. I was going fourth yeah. wall on that shit when I was watching it. I actually liked that part, but I, I see well, where you're coming from when you say that. Yeah, though. I like it, really just depends on how you take it. If you take it in a super literal sense, I agree with you. Got to go meta on that one, yeah, for sure. I wish they would just, in those cases, though, they would lean into it more. Because if you're going to make fun of it, make fun of it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, every scene with your, your girl, Michelle Williams, was pretty bad. Was there a single good scene in this movie with her in it? Uh... We already established yeah, when the, she, yeah, the when she was trying when she was uh when she was flexing on Venom and Miss Chen's body in the market, she's like, you know, you're the hottest one, right? You're the big man. He's like, nah, you know you man. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was kind of amusing. I'll give you that. That was probably her her moment of sh- to shine right there. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that that thirty seconds, yeah, uh, you're right. That was decent. The end of that that rave thing was pretty funny though when he just like gets outside and he's just leaning against the wall. He's just like, "Oh, I wish Eddie knew how fun, how good of a time I had." <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like if they would have turned this into like a bro comedy, it would have been way funnier. <laughs> it would have been a way better movie. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. I mean. It seems like there should have been more of that, but it was just wasn't there. They're like Batman because they were kind of making fun of Batman in the movie, like him standing on the top of buildings and stuff, looking at the city. And like, <laughs> I was like, man, they should have leaned into that more because it would have been like if they were just like kind of an anti-hero Batman, just going around eating bad people, you know, and having like they had cool bro cop songs, you know, that were playing in the background and stuff. Mm-hmm. That would have been that would have been an excellent first ten fifteen minutes of the movie. <laughs> really set it up, you know. Yeah, and that could have you know led to an organic introduction, to Cleus Cassidy and Tom Hardy. You know, maybe they're doing like the bad cop, good cop, anti-hero Batman shit on the streets, and they get framed for a murder, right? They get thrown in jail, and Tom's like, don't worry, don't worry, you know, we'll go into jail, we'll take it, we'll let justice play out, because we're, you know, we have faith in the system or whatever, and then they get 
you know, involved with Tom Hardy and he tells him that story he should have told him way before the end of the movie like he did. <laughs> and, you know, it just would have been a better movie. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the end where, I mean, we already talked about how it it ends with Venom eating Carnage, Carnum, Carnage apparently inseminating Toxin into the detective, and then it'll rough cut to them on vacation immediately after. So, like, <laughs> Cletus, Cletus is dead, Carnage is absorbed, I guess, uh... They it just like rough cuts straight to the Bahamas or something. Yeah, like <laughs> that <what> was the... <laughs> that was fucking really abrupt. But I also liked how how fucking low budget it was. It, exactly, it was like and cut. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of reminded me of like a like a fucking Bruce Willis movie, like a modern Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was on par with something from that. Like. <laughs> And uh, the really weird thing about it is they introduce Spider-Man, kind of, by reporting on him on television and leading into No Way Home, which I found yeah. very weird. I probably, and I think that has something to do with the reshoots for both movies. Hmm. I think they probably finalized some deals or maybe had some second some get second guesses to try to go back to the table and get all these things connected better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. This movie is really tough for me. I liked it in a lot of ways and I hated it in a few ways and the hate sometimes overpowers, but it's just, I don't know. I think Venom is like a Fast and the Furious movie, you know? <laughs> well, fuck you, man. It's for the, it's for the fa- it's I know for the that's family, way, you how know? you take it, but that's not how I take Like, I don't give a fuck about Venom. I mean, I like Venom, don't get me wrong, but, like, I just... Well, um, you were never going to get, like, a Carnage series. You were never going to get, you know, multiple movies. Why Even if not? Carnage lived... It's not fucking like you're Magneto, see Carnage anytime dude, Magneto soon was again. in every fucking X-Men movie. Magneto is way more beyond than just X-Men though. He was in multiple video games. People know who Magneto is. Whatever, man. Read an X-Men Whatever, comic, man. dude. How dare you? All right. Carnage <laughs> is something that people only know about who read fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> this is some bullshit, man. All right, saying. whatever. This is probably just this is probably just me. I'm probably like one of the only people that have these problems with this movie, but yeah, whatever. you seem pretty fucking butthurt dude. grow up. <laughs> Fine. I'm picking up an assault rifle and I'm going to Ukraine. <laughs> that escalated. <laughs> Make sure you bring $5,000 USD with you. <laughs> I heard Sky- that's what the militias use. Sky- that's the minimum donation. That's the minimum donation to the young youth, boys, youth, <laughs> and militias over there. <laughs> so, what do you think? Is this the is this the final Spider-Man movie with Sony? Is it is it just gonna con- converge into the Marvel fully now? 
Or do you think Sony's going to continue to make these Venom movies? I think uh, it's hard to tell who's going to make what, but I definitely think it's the beginning of Sony's assets and Marvel's assets being in more in a more cohesive package. That's for sure. Hmm. The fact that they went out of their way to pretty much say that Venom's universe merged with whatever Marvel's working on universe-wise at the end of Far From Home means that like they're obviously willing to play ball more at this point. Yeah. They just set up they just set up the next movie to pretty much guarantee that, you know, so they can't backpedal now. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if we saw No Way Home, I'll bet there are people listening to us right now who saw No Way Home. They're like, "You fucking idiots. All these questions have been answered already." But alas, waiting for the VOD, bitches. <laughs> Thought you were gonna say the uh, Blu-ray rip, <laughs> <laughs> but no, total full remux, whoa, whoa, full whoa. remux, forty-seven <laughs> gigabytes. I hope you have some space. God. <laughs> All right, broadcaster. As you know, here in the crack cellar, we have an official. Slime, dude. Patent, patented <laughs> Ghostbusters rating system. <laughs> On that system, broadcaster Nichols, what do you rate Venom? Let there be carnage. Dude. Uh, I'd have to rate it a Polynesian spa. <laughs> 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 oh man it's classic <laughs> uh you know i really want to give it a slimer dude really do. <laughs> dude you uh, can't so slime I, it it's not that bad I got, Come on. I got i got a slime oh, this thing dude <laughs> no nah, i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm gonna give it a vigo i'm gonna, I'm gonna give it's it, you know it's it, it's a painting it has smart to it you can stare it's a little, at it a little it's bit. a little thirsty but it's a video yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might get lost in the painting wondering who the fuck painted this and why but <laughs> this is the vigo that includes the witch guy at the on the, the broomstick at the end <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. It's hard to really. It has a couple cool things and a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not quite. It's it's close, dude. It's it's close to getting slimed. I'm not gonna lie, dude. These guys. <laughs> these Damn. Almost... <laughs> This is almost like Nickelodeon. What's that show on Nickelodeon, dude? Double Dare. Double Dare, dude. (laughs) These guys about to get the dare, dude. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, You know, I'm going to give it a gozer. It's going to be... It's a... Chill. You know what? It's a Ghostbusters Afterlife gozer. Not a Ghostbusters 1 gozer. It's a... You know... A little long in the tooth, you know. Not... So, Equity Gozer? <laughs> equity Gozer, there we go. Can we get subcategories? <laughs> Can we get... <laughs> we just made one right there. Equity Gozer, equity boom. <laughs> Let's rename the ranking system just a little bit. So, we got Equity Gozer. We'll, 
Prophet Slimer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Prophet Slimer. I love it. Dude. I love it. Uh, uh, handsome Vigo. <laughs> Damn, you're on fire. Okay, we'll, we'll take this offline. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I'm gonna give it a gozer. I think it was. I think it was good. I think a lot of my ill will towards it comes from my extreme love of carnage. I feel like if I had no idea who carnage was, I might've liked this movie a little more, but because of my own personal feelings, I feel like that just was more of a letdown for me than it probably was for other people. But every, every CG fight scene was fucking awesome. I love the only thing that saved this movie. <laughs> the, the, the fight at the end in the cathedral where Carnage pulls out the entire fucking angel wing arsenal. Like that, like the way they portrayed that was so fucking sick. There, there's some parts of this movie I fucking love, but there is a lot of trash that needed to be cleaned up. And when you say that about an hour and a half movie, that's not good. Hour and a half movies need to be high and tight. There was a lot of fat on the bone here. And I'll tell you right now, I fucking just cut Dan Lewis and fucking Anne weighing out of the fucking movie completely, in my opinion. Get get them the fuck out. Kill all their scenes. Replace it with more uh more of uh Venom when he's out being a teenager rebelling against dad <laughs> yeah put give us more of that instead give us a real fucking shriek and boom i think you have a really fucking good movie here but they just they dropped the ball so you know what they really you know just a closing out thought because i'm not a huge venom fan but i every time i think of venom i just always think of this comic book cover I remember from a long time ago where it was a Tyrannosaurus Rex was the host (laughs) for Venom. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, man, this is Venom in a big city. What if like Venom, when he was doing that teenager shit in the movie, like went to a museum and got a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton as a host or whatever. (laughs) That would have been cool because it would have been super meta because not only would have been like for the hire this man, Sony, hire him. Remember Disney that like that Disney animation where it was dinosaurs in like the New York. It was like the big city or whatever. And like that dark carnival guy, that dark carnival guy was like imprisoning him. And it was like a blood contract with like the kid and shit. Holy fuck. I kind of remember that, but not good. I need to, what do you remember what that was called? No, dude, but it was right around the same time as like page mass. Stormy yeah. always remembers these fucking dude. I know I've se- I, I saw what you're talking about, but it's such a really like vague memory. But I know what you're talking about. I really want to yeah. look that up. <laughs> but that's what I thought of too. I'm like, man, they own the IP to those two because it's all well, Disney, I guess that's Marvel, it's not necessarily Sony, but nonetheless, it's like. They just had a, it's like the ideas like those that induce such nostalgia with viewers, you know, it, it, it just huge missed opportunities. And I thought about that in like five minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll close out. <clears throat> Are you team, team Ukraine or team Russia? Put it on the record right now. This isn't Dude. getting cut. <laughs>
I'm true to the soul, baby. I'm no wars, baby. <laughs>